Hey, this is Jacob Hudson, and you're listening to the New Strength Way podcast, where we guide you through becoming the strongest version of yourself through movement, education, and connection. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to the New Strength Way podcast. Today, I've got the crew here. We're going to be answering questions that have been submitted over Instagram and then by a few of our clients as well. Uh, so we've got Annalise, Nath, and Nick, if you guys want to say hi. Hello. Hi guys. Cool. So pretty much let's kick it off with first question up is Will Parker wants to know what's our most hated and most loved exercises each of the coaches. Uh, Bev, do you want to kick us off? Um, Well, I've recently discovered that I don't like glute bridges at all because I can't use my quads. Therefore, my most loved exercise is probably, uh, at the moment, I think I'd say like doing squat cleans is probably it. I think it changes now and then, but that's all quads, so love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about um, I like athletic style training, so I really like exercises like triple broad jump, um, sprints, box jumps and that. But um, Recently, I've been doing a bit of weightlifting work with Nate and I've really enjoyed doing like power cleans and stuff. So um, looking forward to doing that. Other than that, yeah, athletic movements and anything body weight, like chin-ups, pull-ups. I hate nice. Bulgarians hate so I can Bulgarian. side with you on there, Will. I know how good they are for you, but they suck. Nick, have you hit the speed school session yet? Any of Craigie's ones? I did last week's one and that was awesome. Because like I wasn't super out of breath, and you just feel really good after it too. I'm yeah. a big fan of Craigie's Craigie's work. Definitely, I, I jumped in, uh, jumped down the field this morning and hit uh, this week. So it's been good. So it's uh it's a good little break up and gives me an excuse to not do cardio if I just do sprints instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Uh, most hated, most loved exercises. Um, I, hold on, can I can I make a prediction here? Yeah, go. For most it. hated is uh going to be like deadlifts or something like back dominant and most loved is probably going to be squats close close <laughs> most hated uh any form of eccentric deadlift so probably eccentric snatch grip deadlifts would be right up there if i had to pick one exercise that i enjoyed the most it would be snatches yeah right Jeez, that's been a while since uh you've been that i've seen you do snatches at least has been a long time um, i think i'm ready all this at home prep work on my shoulders i think i'm in a um, good space to get ready. things moving along again but yeah if i had to say one i enjoyed the most i think the um the return on investment emotionally from doing a good good lift is um is the best so is that like a covid scoop right there nate's making a comeback to the weightlifting. <laughs> I'm not sure what the comeback is too, but yeah, I'll definitely do some lifting again when I have a barbell. Awesome, man. I reckon I'll wrap this up. At the moment, most loved is like deadlifts, like heavy deadlifts. Most hated is probably, I'm probably with Nick on Bulgarians. I really appreciate the value of them, but they just hurt so damn much. I think that's the best way of putting them. Loz and uh, Will have nicknamed them Bulgies. I don't know if you've heard that. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, they are, they're, they're definitely notorious, I'd say. It's probably the best way to describe them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Next up, guys, uh, in the strength sports world, there's a lot of controversy right now over 
have to attempting 501 to break the world deadlift record. Uh, he's due to do that. I think it's the first of May or the first weekend of May or something like that. Uh, Mick Archer has hit us up. What's our thoughts? Should it count if he pulls it? Uh, and a bit of context here is like he's this. It was set to be in a competition. The competition's been cancelled with COVID uh, nineteen, and then he's decided to compete by himself or in his own gym and max it out by uh, with bringing out a judge to himself. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so they're. Are currently are calling it a world record. What's your thoughts? Should it count? Uh, should it not count in your own gym? Anyone wants to kick us off? Yeah, I'll go. I reckon it should count. <clears throat> I definitely reckon it should count. Like, if it's legitimate, 501 kilos is 501 kilos. Like, strongman's not a tested sport. It's not like he's going to be doing anything illegal to get it done. It's like they get to do whatever they want. Like, so why not just let him do whatever he wants as long as <laughs> Like, where is the sport actually strict? Like, it's a bit... I feel like it's a bit rich to come from the competitors to say it shouldn't count because of this, this, and this when it's a, like, do-or-die sport. I think as long as it's the actual weight on the bar and there's no... There's nothing, like, deceptive going on. Like, if it's 501, it's 501. If he deadlifts it, he deadlifts it. There's a judge, there's a judge there. Like, what more could you want? It's really just... Your, your, um, their, like, I guess their personal opinion after that. Like, even if I was him, which I never will be, and I'd done it and pulled 501, I wouldn't even care if it was official or not. You just know you've done it, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, you, uh, yes or no? I have to agree with Nath on that one. I think you made a pretty good point that the testing in Strongman is quite minimal. So it's not like it's, you it's would not be It's not minimal. Doing... It doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you make weight. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, like he wouldn't have been doing anything out of the ordinary, I, I guess. And um, like Nate said, if you've hit 501, you've hit 501. And you've got the judge there as well. So Yeah. I yeah. guess the, the argument that a lot of people are making is like you don't, everyone else has to deal with the like traveling and like out of hotels or whatever it is in saying that I'm pretty sure Eddie Hall's record was done in UK and he's from UK. So it's not like he was like international travel or anything like that for his. I feel like like you could argue the point both ways though. Like you could say like people perform well in competitions, like because of the what's on the line and and the people in the crowd and what else, like you can't replicate that scenario anywhere else. So you can really argue just as equally that he's at a disadvantage. So if he pulls 501 at home, like it's even more impressive because there's no stimulus externally. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Like, yeah, I feel like if I don't want to count it, who cares? I should still just do it and I'll just count it. <laughs> in my- <laughs> Bev, uh, you've obviously competed in a fair few strongman comps. What's, what's your thoughts as a competitor yourself? Would if if you were in the situation, would you, would you think it's still fair if one of the girls in your division was doing that at their gym? Uh, yeah, I think so. Especially like if you've trained and peaked for it, um, and really like, if you're going to pull it, you're going to pull it, aren't you? So I wonder if like it, you could say it is harder as Nate said, because there's no one there like that external stimulus to drive it. Uh, That'll be interesting. I think, um, I'm a little bit like if they're going to have 20 or whatever it is, um, judges there that kind of goes against a bit of the isolation rules but I mean I don't know what it is in his country either but 
yeah, I think it should count. It gives us something to watch, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm for it. <laughs> like, I think in Strongman, the thing, the first thing that comes up is like records in Strongman have kind of been over like has taken over too much for a sport that's like been traditionally about the dynamic events and like max reps in a minute at a heavy ass weight and then all of a sudden in the last couple of years like everyone's trying to just do records in in things so there's like there's the max log lift and the max deadlift and instead of where a lot of the more entertaining events aren't necessarily the the maxes it's kind of how when you see two of them pushing against each other for a bit more speed and and in muscular endurance in that sort of way. So I think it's kind of a, a weird move that sports move straight into like just doing maxes all the time. Uh, that I, and particularly that like strongman's a five event sport or six events in, uh, in the pros a lot of the time over two days. And a lot of these records that are going out there that I don't like is that they're doing it as like singular event. So the guys are training for just the deadlift or just the stone. But in saying that they're doing that across the board for all of, all of the records now. So if that's a, the bed that they're laying with it, then it's okay. So I'm all for it. I reckon it should count. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's move on. I think this one's directed at Nate. Callie Worthington just recently had a birthday as well. Happy birthday, Callie. Uh, is it true that Callie is your favorite client, Nate? Of course. I don't even know why it's a question. <laughs> <laughs> she replied right. to me on mine too, asking that. You know my client, Kelly, so I can't comment. She's just trying to take claims that she's the favourite of everybody, is she? I think, that, that, I think that's how the question was intended. I think yeah. she was the new strength's favourite client. Maybe. Uh, we, we might have to have a pulse for that and see who gets the win. I think there'd be a few people that'd be arguing for, for themselves over Kelly there. I think Samba, Samba would be a uh, bolter. He'd reckon he'd be number one, <laughs> along with Byron. Maybe we should make them have a wrestle, Byron and Sambo, to see who's the winner. <laughs> so they have to make weight? Uh, maybe just tie one of Byron's hands behind his back or something like that, even out the weight a little bit. <laughs> uh, moving on, guys. Matty Craig, how do I deadlift like Jacob and snatch like Nate? Uh, this is... Nate, do you want to start with snatch? Um, just be completely too stubborn to accept any bad lifts. <laughs> That's, that would be my advice, uh, which I think Craig is. I think Craig is going to – I think it's just a matter of time for him to be – I don't think I'm great, but a matter of time to, for him to be much better than me. He has the right attitude and the discipline. And the power. Hey? The dude's got the power. Yeah, I thought that was just common world knowledge, so I didn't bother to mention it. <laughs> it, uh, it should be. Yeah, I'd, I'd add to that with the deadlift. A lot of it just comes down to it's like – repeated efforts over time which is something that for for craig he's not a not a concern but it's like neither my strength in the deadlift nor yours in the uh snatch nath is like it's not three months of hard work it's like years and years and years on end uh and that's the thing that adds up to it uh part of that is also as nath said being stubborn enough to push it when it probably shouldn't be pushed and you should probably be a bit smarter about it sometimes but yeah it's like flirting with the thresholds yeah, yeah. Hurt yourself every now and then. It's pro- probably not recommended, but it's probably going to happen in like pushing to niggles, just because you're just trying to push that envelope and find where that uh, threshold is. Yeah, definitely. Same with the um, triple broad, uh, broad jump, Craigie. Just um, keep yeah. practicing, and eventually you'll overtake me. <laughs> and, um, you can always train together if you want. 
I don't reckon I've ever seen anyone beat Craigie on a triple broad jump. Uh, actually, the dude is... That time Nick done it, there wasn't many people around. <laughs> Nath was there, but... Yeah. All right. He's a vouchable man. Yeah, there wasn't 20, 20 uh, judges, just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, now we've got a good one here from Byron. Would you rather pee your pants in public once a week or shit yourself in private every day? Can you do both? Oh, if you really want to. <laughs> That's a tough one. What's, what's, your, what's your thoughts? Um, you have to pick one. Oh, I don't know. Maybe the second one because then no one else knows, right? And you can just like live your life in a nappy, I guess. <laughs> Is that a good life? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it probably depends. Like, uh, like we got, I got Millie at the moment. And, like, she shits herself like regularly all the time, and she just gets cleaned up and good to go. But uh, it doesn't seem to concern her too much. So I guess I'm sure not... Jess is ready to take on that work. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, what's yours? Where, where oh, do you sit? I have to agree with Bev. Hey. Like, you're going to have to clean yourself up either way. May as well clean myself at home in the privacy of my own home and people can still respect me, hopefully. <laughs> like, I feel like the process after each, like, it's obviously different, but it's not that different. I'm going to have to get changed. You're going to have to have a shower, whatever else. So why not just keep it to yourself? Our listeners are definitely starting to drop off right about now. The, uh, <laughs> the quality of the podcast has really sunk. Um, either that or we're gaining more. <laughs> one of the two. Byron's just turned the volume up, though. <laughs> I think, I'd, I think I'd probably shit myself in private, to be honest. Bev made a good point. It's all, put on a nap. All across the board, home. everyone agrees, shit yourself in private every day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, actually. I, I, no, nah, I need more thought. For now, I'm going with that. But I just actually thought of multiple different ways you could just... Yeah. I don't know. It depends on my schedule, actually. If I was just still a bum and surfing every day, I'd way rather just piss myself in public. You could just be your, uh, your steamer around all day, oh, normally. You don't even have to worry about it. I think it's circumstantial. So, Nath, now, probably I'll go with my first option. Except if I had some more freedom and flexibility in my scheduling, I would... Um, it depends if I can choose when it happens too. Is it at random or... There's so many questions unanswered. I can't, I can't give an answer, actually. The more I'm thinking about now, I've gone deep, deep dive in my brain. Don't let it keep you up at night, eh? Oh, it's too late now, mate. <laughs> All right, moving on. Sambo wants wants to know what my feelings are about him catching my deadlift. Uh, Do you want me to tell him my feelings? Yeah, let's go your, your feelings. Yeah, the feelings of joy. <laughs> I'm just like... Happiness, joy, pride comes to mind when I hear that. I'm just going with that uh, I made you, Sambo. Like, you're, you're nothing without me, so it's okay. You sound like a parent. <laughs> I made you. I can bring you out of this world. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have control of his programming. He could be doing, like, F45 sessions and just being a little, like, uh, cardio bunny for the next year to slow him up. Uh, cool. Moving on. Mel Green. So, Mel Green, for anyone that doesn't know, is a two-time Australian record deadlifter as it is. And she wants to know why is sumo deadlifting not allowed in strongman? So Bev, do you know much about the rulings on that? 
Oh, no, I don't. I just know that we have to do a normal deadlift, but you can um, hitch it up. I know you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Nath, do you know any of the uh, rulings behind it? Um, no, I'm super interested though, because the dudes are that big. I pretty much, when I watch them, it is a sumo deadlift, but they just have their hands <laughs> on the outside of their legs. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually, no, I'm curious. I'm, I don't know, and I'm very curious to hear the actual reasoning, because it's like we said before, like it's the most anything goes sport I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, anything so goes except sumo. This one thing. Yeah, yeah 100%. So pretty much from my understanding, what it is, is that you, the reason why they don't allow sumo is because a lot of the deadlifts in strongman aren't from a conventional, like a normal barbell height. So a lot of them are from elevated heights to which the sumo would become like a very short range block pull, uh, where it might be from, say, if the bar's already at your knee height and you go out into sumo, it's like a tiny little miniature range. Uh, so which I, I think is fair, like, I think it probably, when it comes back down onto the, the ground, like the hardest part of the, the sumo is getting it off the floor and a lot of strongman's done from an axle. Like if anyone wants to try to do it with an axle uh, and go sumo, like I'd be all for it. But it seems that that, that rule's just gone across the board for all deadlifts because of the variance in the height. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They have yeah. one smart rule. That's good. Yeah. One, one rule one. they do have is actually kind of smart. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lucky McAlter wants to know which monster flavor is the best and why. As his first question, he's got a couple here that, that are all pretty good. So, white monster, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's um, look, it's it's a hard option. It depends what's on for the day, and what's there's. I'm mm, gonna say circumstantial knife. There's four that I'd pick from. The orange you, is pretty delicious as well. Yeah, there's there's white, there's orange. There's green. Green's good too. So they're all calorie-free. So if I was trying to be in a deficit, one of them would have to take the pick. I think it would be white or orange, but I can't pick one. And then if I'm not watching my calories, there's this fruit punch one. It's blue and orange, and it's like 15% fruit juice. It's still pretty low calorie. I think it only has like, oh, I'm not even going to say because I could be completely wrong. I've assumed it's only got like 30 grams of carbs in a, in a serve. So there's four that I'd pick from, but you can't go wrong with the white one. If you're looking to mix it up, <laughs> the white monster is pretty good. Have you ever thought of becoming a um, monster pinup boy, Nate? Um, well, I don't really have anything to offer the brand, so I'll just I'll just give you the consumer for now. They've <laughs> <laughs> really moved into the uh, the fitness market yet, monster. I think they're still rolling with the uh, what are they? A lot of like stuntman sort of stuff. Yeah, like extreme or it, uh, Red Bull. Have you have you guys seen the Muscle Monster? No, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's fully moved into fitness. They have a full brand. They have shakes, pre-workout, post-workout. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the uneducated haven't seen that yet, but yeah, I'll tag you know, on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very much in the states only because I've tried a few of their things, but um, yeah, they've got like a supplement line and stuff now. I'm pretty sure too. So the Monster fanboys are onto it. The rest of yeah. us in the the rest of the world don't know what's up. I feel like it's similar just to like coffee addicts, except we just splurge into different caffeinated beverages instead of staying true to coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lockie's follow-up question. Uh, he wanted to know what's China's secret to weightlifting? Why are they so good at it? Doping children. Doping children. <laughs> yeah. Pretty simple. There's obviously a lot of that. Like they have a lot of 
population, like China's population is what, like in the billion, is it? I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look it up. So. <laughs> like they, they have a significantly larger population pool to draw from. And then I think alongside that, they tend to have some pretty full on uh, training plans from a young age. And it's kind of a uh, survival of the fittest mentality amongst their like weightlifting and, and a lot of Olympic sports over in China are like get out of poverty. So well, China's population is 1.4 billion. Yeah. There's ridiculous the amount of people there. So for a lot of those young people, I think that a big part of it is like it's a way to get themselves out of poverty and look after their family for life if they can make it. Uh, so they do put in a lot of the work and then the doping programs are pretty, uh, pretty full on over in China as well. I, my secret COVID conspiracy at the moment, and this is, uh, this is a scoop for everyone, Vlada can't get their offices over to test the Chinese athletes now they had like this whole new plan of how they were going to stop the doping with all the like this, the qualifiers being spaced out by such a distance. And then all of a sudden now that that's been done, everyone's already finished their qualifiers. The Olympics have just been moved 12 months down the track and they, nobody can get into China to test them because of the, all the quarantining rules. So all the Chinese athletes are just going to be doping hard right now. I feel like... Um... I don't disagree with that. I don't think that's, that's... It's not a bad conspiracy theory. I've heard some absolute doozies come out from the COVID thing. Cool. I think people just love love being... Um, what's the, what would be the term? Conspiracy theorists? Yeah. That'd be the right term. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Like, back to the actual question. Um, like, population pool. Also, it's like they're one of their highest regarded sports, I believe. So, like, with Australia, that'd be NRL. With the States, would be NFL. So the top athletes try and pursue that. So it creates a higher caliber of athlete, but also just it, it helps giving like performance-enhancing drugs to children that stay training and continue taking them. So they work hard too. Like there's a lot of things. It's a recipe for success in terms of yeah. a strength sport, really. Uh, Two-a-day training like for like 10 plus years of your life. Mm, that's insane. If you're willing to put that dedication in, like, and you've got a lot of people willing to put that dedication in. The ones that come out of that without breaking are going to be world champions. Like, Next question. Good yeah. question, Matt. Um, what, what got everyone into training initially? And then what's the piece that made them keep pursuing it? Bev, do you want to kick us off with that one? Um, oh, initially, I started training out of like a negative place because I um, had some like body issues and I thought that going to the gym would fix that. Um, anyway, that's a long story. And why I kept doing it is that I realized I not only love the way it makes me feel, but I actually just love doing it. Um, yeah, it's just a love of it, enjoyment, and then being able to see progression as well, I think is something that's maybe has really fulfilled me. Um, yeah, and then strongman like competition finding those things has been a reason for me to keep going. I love it. Nick. Very cool, Bev. Um, yeah, what got me started and what's kept me going, two different things. Initially, similar to Bev, body composition-wise and um, just, yeah, like trying to achieve an ideal physique. But um, what's actually kept me going is more so the mental health side 
I feel if I fall off training, um, I go down quite downhill into quite a negative um, frame of mind. So, yeah, I, it's like not even a questionable thing for me. It's just a part of life now. Just doing training doesn't mean I'm in the gym seven days a week, but if I can get three to four sessions in, I feel pretty good. Nice. Nice. Um, oh, it depends how deep you want to go, Jacob. Um, we got, you got about a minute. All right. So I played footy for like 10 years and then stopped playing footy and was bodyboarding, but it just wasn't the same thing. Went to the gym a couple of times, hated it, and then went with my brothers, both my brothers once, and I was pretty good at it. It's a couple of things, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Started off as a pretty superficial thing. I was like, oh, I'll go to the gym, try and get some gains. Um, then that fell away relatively quickly and just really liked the pursuit of strength and the discipline. Um, and then similar to what Nick said, I think it's something in the discipline and the routine that just, and obviously just exercise, it just makes me better. Like I'm just a better person doing it, like within myself and I'm sure to others as well. So it's just been a good vehicle of change, like positive change and influence in my life. I think it's, I honestly think it's the discipline and the adherence. Like if someone can train for, X amount of time, um, relatively consistently. It's not so much the the gains physically. It's more so like Nick mentioned mentally, like that that achievement of that discipline and and that carrying over into other aspects of your life makes it pretty pretty hard not to continue it. Nice, yeah. For me, it was uh, I wanted to get better at footy. Like I love playing footy, and then I was so I got into lifting for that, so I could be stronger and and perform better on the field. And then I think over time I kind of got less attached to footy and more attached to the lifting as I saw myself getting stronger and had a big change in like belief for what I could achieve surrounding that. That's kind of turned long-term now as it's just, it's such a big habit and it's just like a, as a lot of you guys have said, it's like you, you don't feel right when you're not doing it now. So it's like, it's so tied into your normal routines and, and facilitating like a healthy, positive uh, state. So that's just what it is. I, f- I feel like I'm weird without training. I get a couple of days without it because of uh, Millie at the moment now. I'm like, I have to get up extra early tomorrow morning to get my session in. <laughs> I think you all covered um, something like in common too, was that self-belief. Like you started off just as uh, kind of like a hobby thing, but just seeing yourself grow, whether it was stronger or that discipline is kind of what's kept you going. So I think that's a pretty important takeaway. The ability to push through and achieve. Definitely, right? Definitely. Love it. Let's uh, move on. How to stay motivated and deal with change in COVID-19. Uh, so that's probably a pretty loaded question uh, with a lot of things that are involved. But like, maybe let's start off with, anyone want to start off with like one, how, how they found like their motivation has changed or like has been impacted by the changes and then like what are you doing to combat that at the moment um anyone yeah. want to speak up yeah i can start and let the guys roll from there um i think it comes back to and why i said i'll start it's really just rolls in from that last topic about discipline like i don't i don't think it's so much about motivation like i think it is it is when it's not habitual yet so for someone that feels like it's not habitual yet uh, or is struggling with that then motivation can be a factor um, but I think people also have this false like I've had this come up in a few conversations uh, with clients now I think people have that false perception that we all just feel like training all the time um, 
like I feel like like I it, afterwards I feel good with training, but the initial to try and get it started, especially now from home, like don't have a barbell or anything, so I'm doing movements that I don't like overly enjoy. Um, but I think it's more so just the discipline. I think if you can just think like how can I be more disciplined this, I'd be more motivated. Then you'll be much more likely to succeed. I think that motivation is a mm-hmm. you know, it's like a What's the word I'm trying to look for? It's almost like a temporary relief. Yeah. In, yeah. in a way, a little bit like dopamine. Like you kind of chase that, that rush just to like touch chasing, on. Yeah, it's just chasing something that doesn't really exist. Like you can, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a thing. Like motivation is a thing, but it's not a thing that's going to give you anything. Yeah. Like, just to touch on what um, Nath give you really like it's except for that initial burst of maybe pursuing a new goal or something new but it doesn't last that long like i don't know personally it doesn't for me like it becomes more of a discipline you're looking for that reward or that delayed gratification um it's not that initial hit of motivation or that good feeling um but it's individual to the person i'll let you say what you're going to say nick yeah i'm i'm 100 percent um agree with what nay said to be honest like I have no motivation during this time and I feel um, if you realise what motivation is, it's literally, um, to me, like if I was motivated about something, I'd wake up in the morning, happy as joy, ready to do it, don't really care. But with this situation, with how much stress is around, with how much fear is around, um, whether we like to accept it or not, motivation is a very hard thing to do. So that's where I think discipline and routine comes into hand but also allowing um, flexibility as well, considering what time we're in. So, like, uh, I'll be the first to admit, like, I haven't been super productive over these times. My sleep has, like, suffered. I've fallen into, like, bad habits and that. But at the same time, I'm aware of what I'm doing and I'm just not beating myself up about it. So, um, but in terms of, like, if if what the question is trying, if sorry, was this Lauren who asked this? Uh, no. Um, it's just a general. It's uh, general, yeah. yeah. Um, a few people did ask kind of around this space. Yeah. Um, just like as a general thing, like if you're looking to be more productive or get more things in, I find that writing things the night before really helps. So um, actually getting out of your head and putting it down on paper or telling someone you know you can be accountable to, that really helps. And just keeping that list short of what you're going to do, that's what I find helps. But, um, yeah, just flexibility, routine and discipline, not re- not so much motivation. That's what I rely on. Yeah, and on that, just to, because it can go forever and we won't make it go too long and take over the podcast, except the, like, pre-training rituals or routines, the things you want to do help. Um, it just helps you change your state. So, like, if it's putting your shoes on and then deciding if you're going to go for a run or if it's having your pre-workout and then deciding if you're going to train, um, no, don't make the decision with your current state. Try and have something that changes your state and then make the decision after that. Yeah, on that, like, I, I know that's something that, like, we both, yourself and me, Nathan, in the last sort of 12 months have kind of gone back to taking pre-workout just to finish working for the morning and then jump into training and then at the moment that's been like a thing for me like moving training to the mornings at the moment and early has been like quickly having that hit of pre-workout so i'm kind of 
awake and ready to go, which sometimes doesn't work out when uh, one morning Millie decided that she was cacking it and I went and took her away from Jess so Jess could get some sleep because she'd had a bit of a horror night with her that then resulted in I got partway through my warm-up and then decided that we were going for a very pre-workouted up walk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> I was walking along the, along the street with a baby like in the carrier in front of me, scratching my face, like going down the road. It's lucky I live in a quiet suburb. Otherwise, there would have been like... Quiet suburb. I thought you were going to say it's lucky I live in Mount Hutton. Would have fit straight in. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in a nice suburb here, Nathan. No, we're on the nice here. side. <laughs> That was just a joke. <laughs> but but yeah, I would have been having like docs called or something like that if uh, if there was too many people around, if I was on a highway. Oh God, was that joke not funny? Was that too much? That was just lighthearted. Disclaimer of- for anyone lots of living friends. in Mount Hunt. We'll, we'll just uh, like crop that bit out, Nathan. <laughs> or we'll list Nathan's address below for anyone else <laughs> to uh, go and take it up with him. <laughs> just remember social distancing. Uh, <laughs> cool let's let's move on uh there's a couple of questions here from a few of the girls who are talking uh grace and laws want to know like they're not feeling as comfortable going heavy or pushing themselves without having coaches watching like how's the best way to go about that or like making sure that you're doing the right thing technique wise when there's the restrictions where you can't have a face-to-face coach um i think they're both doing well like it seems they're both recording themselves um, like recording yourself, having a little bit of a look, and if you're unsure of something, just ask. Yeah, it's you can shoot a video too. Don't feel like you can't. Um, just shoot a video through and just say, "Hey, I'm doing this, and I feel like this could be better." And we'll either say you're overthinking it, get stuck in, or um, you're right, and see how it goes. And there's also like with certain movements, especially at home, um, like the loading relative is probably not going to be as heavy for them. So there's not a huge like. Don't get me wrong, you can still get hurt, but there's not. A, huge risk of injury um just due to the loading that's available um so if you're a little bit out of position on movements it's not going to be crucial um and i'm sure that technique you guys have already ingrained is going to carry you through um but if you're really that unsure or you're at home and you're just really worried about it just pick up the phone have a chat send a video through on one of your warm-ups and um we can just chat about it yeah cool i think on top of that as well is just making sure like if you're not too sure doing those things but then just like slowly progressively overloading rather than just going all like it's okay if you don't go to the heaviest deadlift today or whatever it is like as long as like say next week you go a little bit more the week after that you go a little bit more and build your confidence up in that technique uh alongside just videoing and passing it on to people who can help you with that there uh girls also wanted to know squat rack alternatives without having the rack around what's uh what what's people going to what what do people think of I'm pretty uh power clean. Yeah, I, that's that's what I've been programming for. It's just power clean it up, but people don't like that one too much. Well, I don't know if I can give any safe alternatives. That look, I've <laughs> I've seen people putting them on bins and things like yeah. that to yeah. um like come through. I um yeah, I've seen bins. I've seen milk crates. I've seen uh they're they're the most common ones that I've seen going around at the moment. I've mm. seen people like making their own out of steel, which is pretty impressive as well. But yeah, I've seen some cool ones actually get made. Um, yeah, just power clean, power clean, power clean. Who doesn't want a bigger power clean? Yeah, good incentive to get it up to a nine percent of back squat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
You also got to push press that over your head if you're going to back squat it. I thought you were just going to squat jerk it first and then put it down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be silly, Annalise. You can't push any back squat. God. We only push Unless press. you have a shitty back squat. <laughs> and really big shoulders. <laughs> um, yeah, in all seriousness, if you do try and get something, just make sure it's actually safe. I'd be more inclined just to power clean it. I think that's a safer option and you'll still be able to get some quality. With the programming, it's, it's um, with the eccentrics and like mechanical drop sets and, and these alternative overload measures we're using, you shouldn't need a rack too often. Yeah. And if it's grace, just get Sam to pick it up. Yeah, yeah, easy. You can bicep curl it and just yeah. play. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, quickly touch on, there's a couple of last things uh, here, that, but we'll wrap up in a second. Uh, how's our current routines changed with COVID? Uh, whether that be exercise, whether that be nutrition, what are some of the things, or maybe what are some, like, let's go with like, what are some of the challenges that have happened to that? And then how we've, uh, got around that creatively. Nath, how, how are you dealing with uh, working from home with a uh, one-year-old rummaging around? Yeah, it's, um, it's full on, hey. It's, um, we've definitely been better this week, but um, it's, yeah, I definitely haven't adjusted yet. I'm just trying to do my best. I think it's um, similar to what Nick referred to earlier. I can't remember the question, but just being a little bit flexible with your expectations. But, um, like... Yeah, so we've got eight, 18 months old now, um, almost, running around. Sarah's working full-time still. I'm working full-time, and Sarah's pretty much on Zoom calls all day, and I'm pretty much on Zoom calls most of the day. Um, so it can be really, really tough, but just like if – it obviously is dependent on the circumstance, but I think having um, – I've had this conversation with a few clients, like having like a minimal effective day – so, like, this is the minimum of my day to achieve. If I achieve these things and everything else goes to shit, it's okay because at the end of the day, I've got these basics done and just keep it very simple. Um, and then uh, also just thinking about how you can be flexible be flexible with your approach to things. Like, like for instance, when I train, I just train wherever Macy wants to be playing at the time. Like, and sometimes that means, like, I've been doing body weight anyway, so it's pretty flexible. Sometimes that means I train in the kitchen. Sometimes that means I train outside. Sometimes it means I train all through the house. Like, it's just, um, I think being flexible helps me still get it done, and it's definitely not perfect. Um, if I expected it to be, I'd think I'd be, like, very stressed and, and overwhelmed because I wouldn't feel like I'm achieving what I need to. So being flexible with the outcomes and... Um, uh what was the second part of the question sorry jake just like pretty much like how, how you've changed those routines or like how you've overcome challenges with it yeah just i think just yeah sorry i've already said it um the expectations you need that you need to change your expectations a little bit depending on your situation like um just yeah as having a conversation with yourself or with someone close or your coach around what's a realistic expectation um sometimes it can help talking to someone else because sometimes you might just purely be being lazy and other times you might be expecting too much of yourself so sometimes voicing it to an external influence someone that you trust or someone that you you appreciate advice from will help out a lot but um to wrap it up simply uh lower expectations or change them um, and then have a minimal effective day so if i get x y and z done today it's a win anything on top of that's just bonus points 
And at the end of the day, if I've got those things done, then I can put my head on the pillow and say it's a win. Nice. Bev, how, how are you, what, what's changed routine-wise for you? What's something that's ch- challenged you with it? And then how are you working around that? Um, uh, right at the start, like when the um, gym closed, I felt super lost because one, I wasn't at work and then uni was shut too. So my reason for like leaving the house and doing things was totally thrown. Um, but what I found I started to do was to try and come up with, I like, so personally, I like routines. So I would, um, I started implementing like a daily routine and I have like a to-do list that is sectioned into days and I just have like a few things to tick off like what Nay said, like maybe three things that I try and do each day because I was falling in the trap of trying to put too much in because I felt like I needed to be really productive just because I was at home. And I think that's one of the biggest things that people are getting a bit stressed about. They have this concept, uh, misconception that they have to be really productive or they have to achieve a lot just because we have this extra time. Um, so, yeah, just trying to make golf myself, it might be like to make sure I go for a walk or to do my workout and get this part of my uni work done. Um, So yeah, I've been doing that. And then I've also been spending a bit more time doing some um, personal development stuff um, with BU, um, which has really helped too. So just, yeah, changing expectations and maybe your intentions of this time as well, especially goals and even training. Like I'm not trying to train for a competition anymore. And that was something that had to change for me. Mm. we've actually got uh jess from bu or jess my fiance jess will be teaching our next masterclass next week uh, oh so yay that's uh that's gonna be <laughs> exciting uh nick let's quickly cover yours and i'll cover mine and then we have one final question uh to finish on cool um first off respect to you and nate for having a kid and doing all this that's amazing i don't know how you do it if someone's playing up in my house I can just tell them to shut up and they'll listen to me but kids don't usually do that so um respect you can still tell them that they just don't necessarily listen yeah (laughs) um yeah just back on that earlier question I've created a little daily planner and um on that planner literally what Bev and Nath have covered I just put like two or three things so I'm not filling up every time slot of my day um but yeah to be honest I'm I'm not super routine based at the moment and I've just been really flexible with how I'm going uni is um quite difficult to do online but um I just have to understand that everyone else is in the same boat and if I can just slowly chip away each day rather than leaving it to the last minute that's just my frame of mind just helps me nice awesome man it's it seems like for most of us it's been like creating some form of uh a little bit of structure around it It doesn't necessarily be like have to be locked in like you're doing this from 11 a.m. till 11:15, and then the next thing. But it's like just having some things to hit hit in with. Uh, for me, like the biggest change was like the first couple of weeks or the first week or so. I tried to keep kind of like my normal training times, like that mid morning after I'd finished doing uh, sessions or check ins with people, and like that was pretty hard having Millie in the next room. So training from home, much like everyone's sort of experiencing right now, is like a very different thing to training at the gym where you can just go to the gym and leave everything else behind. Uh, so I've had to basically like move sessions to the morning. So I'm getting up early still like I would before when we were coaching and then hit my sessions in there. 
made some pivots to the way that I'm training to make myself, uh, make myself get it done before Millie gets up. Cause once she's up and, uh, if she's a little bit upset, then it's makes things a little bit interesting. And I don't like, leave, like just sitting in here training while Jess is downstairs having to deal with it. So I, I like, like trying to help out. And then, uh, yeah, it's still like, I think one of the harder things for me was like getting used to like the stuff that's not face to face work, putting in the time for that and making sure it happens. So I try to like set up my days in advance of knowing what those things need to, that need to be done are and then dedicate some time around what my schedule is to uh, knock them out and try to not overwhelm myself with it as well. So sounds like we're all pretty well in the same boat uh, with that. It just seems to be like come up with an idea or a plan, I think is the best way. And then like, regardless of whether that's the ideal one, like test it and then figure it out. Like if it doesn't work, change straight away, figure out something new, uh, come up with a plan and then just constantly tweaking, innovating until you've got something that's working. Yeah, that's super good. I think um, something you touched on just really quick that everyone touched on is everyone's environment's different too. So come up with a plan and then adjust it to your situation. Hmm. All right. The final question. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Bev, you're on. Um, oh, well, originally I thought a hundred duck-sized horses because like you could just step on them, right? I guess. Um, but <laughs> if you only have one creature to fight, like is that easier? But it's quite a. It's like that's a Probably big depends on duck. how good you are at fighting. Yeah. Like if I was a video game character, one duck would be better than a hundred ducks. Well, what level are you on though, Bev? Yeah, that's the thing. The final boss oh, is usually definitely. harder. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think it also probably depends. Like, do I get weapons with this or am I just bare knuckle boxing? Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I think I'll go the small one, so I'll just step on them. Yeah. I think you need to take into consideration how scary a duck that big would be. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, Ben, this, this question kept me up all night. In all seriousness, I was in the shower pondering it for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, well, I guess if you think about it, like, have you ever been like nipped on the finger by like a duck when you've tried to feed it? Yeah. That shit hurts as it is. And that's like a duck sized duck. Mm. Yeah. Imagine See, like I... a horse sized duck trying to nip you with its <laughs> mouth or, beak or whatever they call it. I would just be terrified of a duck that big. <laughs> I originally thought a horse-sized duck, but then what about its little claws and stuff as well? And that'd just swipe you out. It's like a little teeth. Yeah. I, I think, don't think there has to be anything more said just besides how scary it would look. Yeah, either way, you're doomed, oh, I think. Also very cute. A big duck, no. So would you rather be beat up by one big dude or 100 little dudes? <laughs> either way, you're going to lose. <laughs> Uh, I, I'd uh, I'd like my chances against a hundred horse size uh, duck size horses. Yeah, uh, I don't I you can... I'll lose to them. Now I feel like it'd be a little bit less brutal. <laughs> yeah. Mini hundreds of mini hoofs. Like miniature duck size horses, you could probably kick them for a fair distance. So I reckon you could clear <laughs> it. You could clear yourself some time before they got back. <laughs> They'd be pretty fast too. Quite strong horses. So. It's very, mm, back to your question on whether we're allowed weapons or not. This is going to puzzle me for quite a long time, Ben. Thanks, mate. This is going to be the uh, Nick's whole like COVID puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
we're going to duck around to his place at some point and he's going to have like a full like setup like with all these like lines marked from like if it goes this way if i've got a <laughs> weapon then it's this i'm gonna have to put this in my daily planner just an activity for two hours to think about uh this is great awesome uh thanks so much for jumping on guys uh it's been good we'll have to touch base we had a few more questions that we didn't get to today but that's uh always going to happen i think we've been running for nearly an hour now so we'll uh get you guys back onto the rest of your days appreciate your time and uh everyone that's been listening thanks for checking it out